This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With over 12 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Now listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hey, Tony. Thanks for the great intro again. This is Mike Mansfield. Thanks for tuning in to Financially Tuned Radio. We're continuing the conversation that Tony and I have been on for the last couple weeks here. We're talking about all the new laws, the tax laws, the, the Tax Cut Job Act that came out in December of 2017 creating all this exciting new information. So now, Tony, obviously, I know the last couple of weeks have just been exhilarating for you as we've, <laughs> as we've talked about tax taxes code again? and brackets oh. and phase outs and taxes it never again? ends, does it? I thought we were, you promised me we'd talk about llamas this week. Well, you know, it's about as exciting. The show think. on llamas. Oh, are you kidding me? Llamas are very exciting. Um, well, I wonder if you purchased or sold a llama, if there are taxes involved with that in the state of California. Probably not California, but there used to be with llamas and things like that, all the fur back in those war era oh, deductions, sure. yeah, which, are, which are still legacied in. So. Good point. So I, there you go. Yeah, with, with the time of year it is and the new tax changes uh, in effect um, for this current year, uh, not for last year's taxes that we're doing now, uh, but for everything we do this year, looking forward, we're going to have to take into account all the changes. And uh, you mentioned one thing, tax brackets. Um, how many tax brackets are there? I've heard six and I've heard seven. You've heard six and seven? Well, let's find out right now. I got them sitting here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. seven. So unless every article lies, there still seems to be seven. Now, there was seven. And there's still seven. Okay. So seven, seven. All right. Seems like a magic number. Good. But but yeah, you're right. So in the last couple of weeks, Tony, we've covered a lot of ground. We spent a lot of time on what the tax brackets were. We talked about the marriage penalty is pretty much gone. The idea of is it is there value to being married or not being very married when it comes to filing your taxes? We spent time talking about standard deductions and personal exemptions. We discussed capital gains taxes and you know, if there were any changes there. We also spent some time in the last last week, definitely talking about the tax breaks for parents. How does the expanded child tax credit affect you? You know, what amounts are refundable? What are the phase out limits? You know, what if you've got elderly relatives or kids 17 and older in the house? You know, what are some of the benefits there? So we covered a lot of that stuff. We talked about the basics of education tax breaks that are still in place. We then jumped into, let's see, mortgage interest charitable contributions, medical expenses. And last week, we then kind of rounded the conversation up on salt. Salt? Uh, <laughs> what's the, I, I love salt. Uh, salt. I know, the foods. salt deduction, right? The state and local tax deductions. Uh, Obviously, things that impact. tax deductions. Right, which is an important conversation, especially in California, because it's really making the headlines. Oh, my gosh, you can only deduct so much money on your state and local property taxes. Mm. Uh, But it's one of those things, though. You know, once again, it gets a lot of hype. It gets a lot of conversation. But as we had discussed, 
the government said in the final version of the tax plan that when you look at um, state and local taxes, so property taxes, state taxes, things like that, you can only deduct up to $10,000. So for a lot of people, if you've owned your house for a long time and you paid 250 grand for it in the good old days, you still have a very low tax base. And so it's likely that as exciting and scary and overwhelming that, you know, our, our, our state government makes about this stuff probably won't have a major, 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 major impact on you. Now, granted, if you live, you know, on the other side of the train tracks and you're in a, you know, over a million dollar house, well, that's a little different, right? There will be some limitations on what your property tax deductions are and things like that. So we covered that. I think really the emphasis of the last couple of weeks that Tony was pointing out and I was pointing out was, look, taxes are a part of your life. It's not what's coming in. It's what's staying in, right? And that's just kind of how taxes impact us. And so if you are concerned about your taxes, you should call us. If you're working with somebody who focuses on your investments but doesn't really discuss your tax liability with your IRAs and 401ks and pensions and social securities, and they don't incorporate the tax conversation in your retirement income plan, you probably have a problem. You need to be thinking about this stuff because it impacts you. And today I'm going to go into some more depth of really how the impact might play out. So obviously feel free to give my office a call, 805-500-7035. If you call me, you can set up a free no-cost consultation. We'll discuss taxes. We'll discuss retirement income planning. Heck, I'll even give you a copy of my new book that came out last summer, How Your Financial Planner Failed You, which does talk about taxes. It talks about all these things that are so important in your retirement income plans. All right. So now today, right, Tony? Now we got to dig in today. We, you know, last couple of weeks, we kind of, you know, beat up all those topics. Yeah, we did. But, yeah, and you really gave more. us a lot of insight. So- what else is there? I mean, haven't we covered this? Well, you'd think so, but there's a lot of details inside this tax plan that people don't really pay attention to. So this week, what I wanted to talk about first and foremost was what deductions are disappearing. So historically, we like mentally like check all these little boxes in our head and say, okay, I'm moving. I'm paying my my CPA or you know tax person to do my stuff. I better keep track of these receipts and all this stuff because I can deduct it. So first and foremost, what deductions are disappearing? So number one, any type of casualty and theft losses, except attributable to a federal disaster zone, you can't deduct anymore. If you have any type of unreimbursed employee expenses, and that's kind of a biggie for people on their schedule. They really think about that. But if you have any unreimbursed employee expenses, guess what, Tony? What? Can't deduct them. Well, I, I deduct a lot of that. Well, not anymore. Oh. The uh, moving on. I don't. Moving oh, on. I don't next wait thing a minute. Slow nope, down. No, we can't. You can't go back in time. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Look, unless you, that's unless a, you that's got your a, hot tub time machine and you can go back to 2017 permanently. That's a bad. That that's a bad one for me, honestly. I mean, because I, I have. I, a, get it. I have a side business that I run out of the house, so. I deduct those. How does that, do I still get to deduct Well, that, that might be different. And we'll talk okay. about that in a different day. So if you're saying, hey, on the side, I'm a sole proprietor, I'm scheduled, I'm doing a schedule C on my tax return. Yeah. That's a completely different conversation. Yeah. This is if you had to, let's say your employer mandates that you go to a seminar over the weekend mm-hmm. and you've got to go pay for a hotel room and your employer doesn't reimburse you for it. That's something that would kind of be attributable to this thought is it's for your actual regular job, not your side jobs. 
If you have tax, tax preparation expenses, you can't deduct those anymore. So if you're going to some hoity-toity dude and you really like how it feels when you pay him $2,000 to do your tax return because you get to deduct it, well, you might want to go to H&R Block or whatever it is and pay your $69 at this point because it's not a write-off anymore. Other miscellaneous deductions previously subject to that 2% adjusted gross income cap, which are just a lot of these petty things we're discussing right now, can't really deduct those anymore. Moving expenses, you can't deduct. Employer subsidized parking and transportation reimbursements, you can't deduct. Now, Tony, you're sitting here saying, because I, I can see your face, it's turning. You're like, what the heck is going on, right. man? I have all these expenses. Exactly. I want to write all this junk yeah. off. So why would the nutter butter government do this to us? <laughs> right. It doesn't make any Good sense. Question. Well, it all goes back to simplicity. And so the whole concept of this was, Hey, good, bad, good, bad, right? Let's give you some deductions. Let's change this exemption. Let's change this tax bracket. Let's move these things around. The government is pushing to make, make taxes simpler. We'll have to see how it really manifests. But the argument here, Tony, for you is, Hey, we just increased your standard deduction to $24,000 versus it, you know, being 12, six or whatever it was last year. And so for most people, they're not going to be itemizing anymore as all of these deductions are associated with itemizing. And so the government is attempting to well, simplify and clean up most people's itemizing liability. For example, the, the Joint Committee on Taxation, who runs all their estimates and quotes and says how exciting all this stuff is, <laughs> when they looked at these deductions disappearing, they said that 94% of households will claim the standard deduction in 2018. That is up from 70% now. So right now, almost 30% of people use the itemized deductions. And that's what you're talking about with all these expenses, Tony, is itemize, itemize, itemize. Mm -hmm. Well, their argument is, is with the standard deduction higher and the child tax credits, all these things that they've done with the tax brackets, you're not going to need this stuff anymore. And so let's just take it all off the table and not even have to hassle with the emotion of trying to figure it out. Yeah. So that, that's their argument. So, you know, in we'll have lunch. What do you say? Like maybe, I don't know, April 20th, 2019. Let's go grab lunch. And if you save money on your taxes, you get a buy. And if you had to pay more, then I'll, then I'll buy because I'll feel bad for you. Excellent deal. See, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm putting it on the calendar right yeah. now. This is good. Yeah, yeah. we'll do lunch and you'll buy. <laughs> I, I like this. <laughs> that's a great That's a great deal right there. You just basically you're saying we'll do lunch and you're paying for it. I love no, that. No, no, I'm still, I, I'm, I'm very, very, very hopeful you'll save at least a dollar <laughs> on your tax return. Maybe 50 cents. But either way, we'll Hopefully, see. yeah. Okay, so look, uh, other things going on with with the tax changes. The health insurance penalties will be going away. Let me put that little tiny micro caveat word will on here. So the government didn't repeal the Affordable Care Act, which has obviously been a big conversation on the news over the last year or two. However, they did remove the mandate that you have to buy health insurance or be penalized. So there's no mandation that you have to own health insurance anymore. The caveat to this, though, is, and, and this is a unique thing, so everyone wants to be aware of this, the change does not go in effect until 2019. So for 2018 taxes, the penalty can still be assessed at the moment. So this doesn't mean you know run out and cancel health insurance because you don't have to pay a penalty anymore. 
this is something that you'll want to evaluate further in 2019. Right, right. So obviously, uh, when you file this time next year, uh, this all this that we're talking about now becomes is going to be. You're going to wish you'd listen now and, and and really implemented some things during the year this year because at this time next year, it's all going to uh, reflect on your taxes. Absolutely. Bottom line, right? Absolutely. But hey, let's take a yeah. break, Tony, real quick, because there's a lot more to talk about. Um, for all of our listeners, we appreciate you listening, calling in every week. Last week, we started talking about taxes significantly. We got a lot of phone calls this week. People are really curious about this stuff. They're really curious how it impacts them. So if you fall into that camp, your financial professional is not going out of their way to incorporate the tax conversation in your retirement income plans, please give me a call, 805 805- Five zero zero seven zero three five. Schedule a complimentary, no cost, free, whatever you want to call it, compens- uh, consultation. We'll get you in. We'll organize this stuff. We'll help you understand specifically how it impacts you. So eight zero five five zero zero seven zero three five. And as always, remember to visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L Y N D. We'll be right back after this. In today's volatile environment, making sure your assets are properly aligned with your financial goals has never been more important. If you have ever thought that maybe too much of your assets were exposed to market risk, you owe it to yourself and your retirement to check out the Color of Money Risk Analysis. To learn more about this valuable self-assessment, visit us at thelindgroup.com or call us today at 805-500-7035. And welcome back to Financially Tuned with our host, Michael Mansfield of the Lind Group. And Michael, you've been working in financial planning and helping people with retirement planning and financial planning for many years. Uh, You work alongside CPAs to help your clients minimize that tax burden. And that's why we're talking today about the tax changes once again. This is our third episode, our third week on this topic, part three. And uh, it's like there's always more to cover when it comes to uh, the intricacies of taxes, especially with all these new changes that really uh, this right. is the biggest shakeup with taxes in in many years. I mean, it's probably even bigger than the shakeup that happened in the early 80s with the Reagan administration. And I think uh, obviously you've covered a lot of ground in the show already today, Michael. Uh, we started off by talking about the llama tax. Um, that's... <laughs> I mean, the poor llamas, <laughs> right. you know, let's, let's not, let's not tax llamas. Uh, I think we all agree on that. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but there are important <laughs> things happening on the serious level. And so, right. um, last, you know, you were talking about how a lot of the deductions have changed once again and how it's changing for a lot of us and how this is going to, you know, people are going to wait around and then about this time next year, they're going to go, okay, Hey, now what do I need to know? Well, it's too late because <laughs> during this year, right now, what you're doing and what you're spending and how you're strategizing with your savings and all your money and your income and your earnings, uh, it's all going to be affected by this new law, isn't it? Right. You got it, Tony. There's, there's always a lot of moving parts with these things. And it's easy to turn on the news. It's easy to watch the headlines. It's easy to listen to the rhetoric. But you really need to spend the time and understand how these things impact you as an individual. Um, Tony, before the break, one of the things I was talking about was 
deductions that were going away and I was talking about un- unreimbursed employee expenses and you kind of jumped up, wait a second, you know, I got my little side, my side business going here. How does that impact me? Well, that conversation didn't specifically, but this one might. So one of the things that changed in this new tax law is what's called the pass-through deduction. You know, and the question is, does it apply to you? So the pass-through deduction is really focused on the small business owner, a sole proprietor. So someone maybe like yourself who doesn't have a formal business set up, but does some work on the side, uh, LLCs, partnerships, and S corporations. So those are kind of what we call the flow through entities. They're not the big giant monstrous corporations we would think of. These are all the, 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 the more typical small ones. So sole proprietors, LLCs, partnerships, and S corps. And so the way that it works, this new pass through deduction says that you can take a deduction of 20% of your pass through income in 2018 on your profit. And so you say, well, what the heck does that mean? What's the relevance of it? So one of the disadvantages, not disadvantages, but one of the challenges perhaps of being a small business, sole proprietor, LLC, a partnership, S corp is that you pay both sides of the tax. They call it a self-employment tax, but you're paying essentially two sides of payroll tax. So the taxes associated with running a small business are certainly more robust than if you were an employee collecting a W-2. And so the government is trying to help out the small business owner. And they're saying, hey, you can take your earnings, you can deduct 20% of it. Let me give you a a simple example. Let's say you had a small business that generates $100,000 in profit in 2018. You'll be able to turn around and deduct $20,000, which is 20%, before the taxes are applied, before the ordinary income tax is applied. So that's gonna help you as a small business owner, not feel so burdened with that self-employment tax. So, Hey, that's a good deal for you, Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, That's right. A thank you card. So there's a positive, there's a positive right there to overcome some, some of my fears, right? If you're in a professional service, you're a lawyer, a doctor, some type of consultant, that benefit does phase out, but the phase out begins or or happens at around $315,000. So, for most typical people, there's a pretty healthy cushion there. Yeah, yeah. And so obviously we can utilize that. Um, so, uh, you know, this is going to help some people, but, you know, there's good and bad. I suppose there are winners and losers, but maybe uh, that's the way I, I was looking at it as winners and losers. And from what you're saying with the new tax changes, maybe there's good and bad for everyone. Absolutely. And that's and that's totally accurate. The, the tax code is a little simpler. The tax brackets are a little little lighter. They feel a little better, so that's good. The standard deduction's higher, but we lose our personal exemptions. We don't have as many write-offs, but once again, the standard deduction is higher. So, you know, it, it's just going to be kind of hit and miss here. Obviously, if you're a small business owner, I think that this pass-through taxation benefit can be very advantageous for you. The other thing that is nice, too, is they updated and changed the laws on the alternative minimum tax. So the alternative minimum tax, historically, right? Let's go back in time and think about this. This thing was even made for. So the idea was to ensure that high net worth people paid their fair share of taxes, regardless of how many deductions they had. That was the, So essentially, if you made a certain amount of income, you'd have to do your tax return twice. You do it the standard way, and then you do it the alternative minimum tax way. And then whichever way populated, we'll say a higher taxation, you'd pay the higher amount. The challenge that the government has 
is that they never adjusted alternative minimum tax with inflation. So over time, more and more and more middle class people have been subject to alternative minimum tax when that was never the design of it. It was really focused on the high income people. And so the program has slowly, slowly leached into a, a larger populace of people. So is that changing? And so the government, yeah, absolutely. So what they did is they they revised significantly the the exemption amounts and at what what income level it starts to pop in. I mean, even from a married file jointly, currently, if you make over $84,000, you have to do the alternative minimum tax calculation, whereas now it's 110000 basically. So there's a nice little cushion there to try to push these numbers up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. And they're also going to do some basic inflation adjustments, which let me be fair, listeners, inflation adjustments inside of tax code is probably the least talked about thing. And perhaps in my opinion, one of the most significant long-term changes to our tax policy. Wow. This is very interesting. No one talks so about it? it. And that's, well, that's because as I talk about it, half of you will pass out or change the channel <laughs> because it is, it is that exciting. Yeah, and really right now, but, this is the time I usually take a siesta during the show anyway. Well, right. And I got to be careful because we have a lot of drivers on the road. And the last thing I need to do is make you drowsy with, with inflation it's conversations. It's siesta time for, for I Tony. Know, this is crazy. You know, this is 12 noon, so, man. This is a scary time to be doing this. So what is this deduction you want to talk about? So we're going to talk about the way that the government and the IRS specifically calculates inflation. Oh. Remember, every year we get updates to our, our tax code. Hey, this year, because of inflation, the new tax brackets are this. Or in order to qualify for this deduction, here's the inflation-adjusted amount now. So historically, the government has used what's called the Consumer Price Index for Urban Customers, the CPIU. This just, yeah, blah, 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 tracks the cost of goods and services that affect the typical household. Under the new law, they're changing the type of inflation metric that they follow. So instead of the consumer price index for urban customers, they're tracking what's called the chained CPI, the chained consumer price index. What this says is it looks at the, 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 the cost of services and, and goods and expenses to customers, but it also implies that if something gets too expensive, a customer is willing to change to a new product. Maybe if you like buying food at Vons and it gets too expensive, you're going to go buy the up and up brand of something at Target. I, you know, whatever that scenario is, sure. is this is a different consideration of looking at interest. What this is going to do, the chained consumer price index absolutely historically has grown much slower than the other way that they looked at it. This means that the tax bracket thresholds are going to rise slower. It means that other inflation-sensitive numbers, such as eligibility limits for certain deductions and credits, are going to move slower. This is a slow. This isn't, we'll say, advantageous to the consumer, in my opinion. Now, it might be a more realistic way for the government to evaluate inflation, which is fine, but it's definitely not advantageous to the the end user of the tax code. Um, especially when we know that all of these tax rules, laws, changes, all this stuff. 95% of it expires in 2025. So using the chain CPI, this stuff expiring in 2025, you have all been promised the loving blessing of probably significantly increased taxes in 2025. Hmm. Woohoo. So things are good now. Taxes are good now. Things are simpler now. Times are going to change in 2025. And it was amazing. You know, I was sitting with some clients the other day. 
and we were talking about their income plan and they turned 70 and a half and have to pull money out of their 401ks and IRAs when they're 70 and a half happened to be 2025. And it was just an interesting conversation because, Hey, this is when you have forced taxation by the government. This is when your taxes are going up. There's a lot to think about and try to deal with now. Yeah, there, there is. So, yeah, you don't want to worry about what's I mean, they'll they'll adjust or, you know, vote on it at that time and make more changes. So, well, sure. Yeah. I mean, sure. why worry yeah, about but, you know, why worry about when this is going to, you know, I mean, I, I we can't look at 2025 yet. I mean, it, we I guess we have to for when you look at retirement planning, you look at the next 20 years or so. Um, but, yeah, taxes, who knows? A lot of things could change in that time. No, absolutely. One one last probably big caveat piece of information I wanted to bring up for the day on the personal side is the estate tax exemption. So this has gotten a lot of headlines. This is a big conversation. And so the way that it is, is if you have a lot of assets mm -hmm. and as an individual, that was, let's call it $5.6 million. And let's, if that was the limit that you could pass to your family without incurring an estate tax. But if you had more than that money, maybe a $7 million, the difference would be subject to a 40% flat estate tax, you know, so it becomes expensive. This is those conversations we heard that, Hey, mom and dad own a farm, mom and dad die. The farm's worth a lot of money, but it's also an illiquid asset because it's all land and building and cows. And how do you pay the government their, their fair share? Um, if you're married, that number doubles 11.2 million. So the government just changed that. They literally just doubled this big amount. So if you're a married couple, I know this is tight for you, Tony, but you can pass $22.4 million to your children. You and your wife can before getting dinged with estate taxes. So it's tight for you. And so I hope you the best. Uh, but this has been a great show, Michael. We're out of time. Uh, what do you want to add before we have to go today? Well, Tony brought up a great point today, and that is, yeah, you can't have a half-page postcard tax return without simplifying some of this stuff. But listen, all of our listeners, we get a lot of calls about taxation. If you're concerned about taxes, how they impact you, obviously that's what we're focused on. That's what we've been talking about for the last few weeks. Give my office a call, 805-500-7035. Let's have a complimentary, free, no-cost consultation Let's talk about your situation. Let's understand your retirement income needs. Let's understand the tax liabilities that those sources of income are going to create. Remember, by 2025, your taxes, with a little asterisk, may be going up. So we want to start that planning process now. We want to make sure your income is intact. Because when you're on a fixed income in retirement, you don't have a lot of flexibility to suddenly start changing and manipulating and goofing around with tax code. You need to anticipate it now and make decisions now. So give us a call. 805-500-7035. Visit our main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And we will be back the same time, same place next week. So thanks for tuning in and have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com. 
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Michael Mansfield and The Lind Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. 